Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome into another episode of Infection Podcast. We cover the uh, very interesting, always evolving intersection of video games and politics. My name is Nick Craig. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig or check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. Can't do this thing alone. He's over from the dark side. Big. He was a big PlayStation fan, and now he's on board yeah. with the uh, with the Microsoft. I know we don't fault you for your previous mistakes, Brian. Brian with an eye, Aldrich. Hey, Brian. Hello. Hey, if you want to find me, you can get me at Boise Computer on Twitter, at Brian Aldrich on GabGetter or Truth Social. Uh, yes, yeah, so I used to have PlayStation, but it was for Red Dead Redemption, the original, and it was for The Last of Us. And The Last of Us has kind of gone woke, and I mean, it was, the last one was okay. It was, I mean, it was good. It's a well-made video game, but I just, the story wasn't really that grabbing, in my opinion, compared to some of the, I think, the original one that they did. And they, you know, they've, they've put a lot more politics into it. Red Dead Redemption, though, one of my favorite games of all time. So I would definitely play, and that's available on Xbox now. So, right, it, I swear I have it on maybe. What, Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, isn't that, that's where that, I originally that, play, yeah, that's where I originally played. Yeah, it, yeah, so I mean I think I own it on Xbox now, so I could play it through. I think actually yeah, yeah I purchased it so my wife could play through the game. So I do have So it. um let's uh so today is the day uh if you're watching us live on Tuesday the 18th of July, uh the clock when the clock strikes midnight on the East Coast, I believe it will be. Um, the deadline for the big Microsoft Activision gaz- gazillion dollar merger mm-hmm. um, is supposed to be completed uh, by today. Now, there's some stuff kind of breaking as we're as we're on the air this evening. Um, yeah. This first one is out of the United States Supreme Court. Like just a couple of hours ago, they blocked a last minute or they, they rejected I sh- is a better word to use a last minute uh, rejection or last minute bid to block this Activision Blizzard takeover. Surprisingly, Brian, somebody who I'm not uh, I'm not I'm surprised Elaine Kagan on the Supreme Court, yeah. very liberal justice on the Supreme Court turned down a uh, request filed by this one was not the FTC. This was just a group of uh, it says group of gamers, so a group of neckbeards uh, who were looking for an yeah. emergency injunction. This is unfair. Is the, They're going to yeah, take is, my call of duty away, which is the same kind of crap that the FTC tried pulling with this, you know, last yeah. minute. Oh, preliminary injunction. We need a safe harbor for the courts. Please protect us You know, without getting too much into this. And I'll note this. I'm not a financial expert. I'm not a business expert but i i follow this stuff close enough i'm i've got enough yeah. common sense this is essentially a vertical from from what i understand this is a vertical merger this is not yep. two companies that this is not two companies that make two separate products that are merging to make one product both of these companies make completely different products there is crossover yes but they are two companies and merging them does not mean that one of the companies is quote going away and if you need a good example of this and i you know, i hate to continue to beat the dead horse on this brian but look at bethesda they microsoft is on yep. bethesda for three or four years now and bethesda is still a yep. thing they're still working on yep. games it's not just all microsoft so all of these yep. last minute uh, objections and bids they're I was even I was watching uh, I watched CNBC in the morning because um, it's a little bit I keep it on in the studio just to kind of see what's going on. And um, uh, during one of the shows, I had the sound on and uh, even they mentioned, you know, 
we don't even know if this is going to happen tonight. We, we're not sure if it's going to yeah. happen today. We don't, we don't know. Uh, Microsoft made some huge news today about um, AI pricing. That's their big news um, for yeah. people that are already subscribers to Office 365. You can get an additional service at $30 a month. Um, and can to, I say something really quick? Because yeah, absolutely. if you look at Google, Google and their Google Apps, if you look at what Microsoft their email part of 365 and, and Google Apps, it was kind of a wash in a lot of areas. There wasn't really anything that would make you other than, I mean, Google Apps now is very compatible with Outlook. It does calendar sharing, does a lot of the things that Microsoft does, but there wasn't really anything that would pull you to their email service because one, I have an email account on Google Apps and I have an email account on Office on Microsoft Office 365 platform. Uh, but this is something that would tempt me to move my main account over to Microsoft Office to get these extra features then and not have to pay an additional fee just to bring that in. Well, let me say this, the, and, and I'm actually in the process for an organization I do some work with. We're actually moving away from Google Apps. Go, the reason so many people use Google Apps is because it was so freaking cheap at the beginning. I mean, it was just Back pennies. in the day, yeah. Well, they and gave away free accounts, too, in the beginning, and then the, the lifetime free accounts that they took away. Yeah. Um, but even for even for small businesses, you know, 10 to 15 email addresses, Google's mm -hmm. was very affordable. It was like seven to nine dollars a user. It was very cheap. It's upwards of fifteen dollars yeah. now, which is equivalent yeah. to what you get from three sixty five. Um, so we're actually moving to a we're moving to Zoho for some of our stuff because it's so much cheaper. Um, but yeah, yeah, this will give individuals that have Office 365 the, the the ability to use the AI, which I don't want to get all that into. But so Microsoft's Microsoft's hot today. Their stock closed at a record high. Uh, they were up almost four percent today. The high 52 week high was today at 366. So I mean, their yeah. stock is just. If you look at their stock, it's just it's absolutely um, it's just absolutely killing it. When you look at even a even a six month stock chart here you can see how the the trend is continuing to go up 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 and up and it's and it's going to continue so we don't really know exactly what is going to happen what what what's going to happen today we don't know so i did a lot of digging into this throughout the week based on our conversation last week and presumably the price won't change i don't believe that bobby kotnick and activision are going to try and renegotiate but presumably they could because the contract is up. Yeah. The date is passed. Now the question will be, and I would assume that but it, through this last year and a half that the Microsoft team and the Activision team have come to an agreement that, hey, you know, we'll just kind of let this go and, and leave the price. But closing could be imminent within the next couple of weeks uh, or maybe even next couple of days. We just we just really don't know what's going to happen. Um, so it's, a, it's, it's an interesting situation well, to watch. One thing, according to Reuters, they're supposedly in, in talks right now to extend that deal contract. Because the problem they is right to. now, with the with this date ending, they ha each have the option to walk away. And sure. I don't sense that either one of them are wanting to walk away. But uh, I think they're trying to renego renegotiate this contract to be able to lock it down to where they can still have that. Like, like It takes away that fear that someone's just going to all of a sudden make a, a drastic move. Yeah. Um, so if they can get that together just to get past the final CMA things, the final FTC things, which FTC has been kind of reckless lately. Uh, oh, you know, God, I don't know yeah. if you saw the, I don't know if you saw when they were grilling the, the head of the, the con, uh, I, She's an idiot. Con, I think from the, it, 
and she, the one of the 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 one who replaced that um McCain uh they replaced McCain as her, you know where she was she was grilling her so hard and actually pointed out something that she was doing illegal and called her out brought up her law license and everything how it's expired but she's practicing law and really really made her look like a fool in front of everybody you can tell that this this person is not super serious about her job is not honest because she couldn't answer a question straight throughout the whole proceedings. And, and it was, you know, so that's who we have making this, these decisions or directing these decisions at the FTC. So I don't think that anything's really, it just seems like they're going on vendettas with, you know, maybe she's against big corporations, whatever it is. She's, she's anti-corporation a, and she's yeah, using, and, and she's attempting what it is. And she's attempting to you to use the federal government as a weapon against private industry. That's exactly what she's doing. The the FTC in the last couple of months has gotten themselves has has put their nose in a whole bunch of things that they have no business being mm -hmm. in. And the 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 situation from last week that we discussed, uh, I I don't know if it was you or me that said something that was incorrect that the judge was a Trump appointee. No, this was a California judge that was a Biden appointee. That oh. called out the FTC in her in her if called out the FTC chair and and the whole organization for their BS. Um, so it's so that was okay. So that was in the article. They claimed that it was a drug or sorry a drug appointee a, tr a Trump appointee on that. That was that judge, and it's probably just because they're trying to slam the decision and try to make people you know in that district think negatively. So these are even. They're going so far out and getting so crazy about the things they're trying to pursue that I think they're just indefensible in court becomes the problem, regardless of, of what side of the aisle you're on. Uh, these things that they're claiming and these things that they're pushing are, are not defensible, and it's making them lose on a regular basis. So I, I, think, that's, I think that's good for us. You know, I want to see this deal go through because I think it's going to be good for the products that I like to play. I think it's going to move forward a lot of technologies. Uh, you, you had mentioned... I keep seeing that there's these servers that were brought back online that are Activision Blizzard servers, but but it wasn't Activision Blizzard who fixed these servers. Yeah, it was Microsoft who went in and fixed some servers today. And I guess gamers have been going nuts, according and also you. <laughs> I I have been reliving middle school the past couple of days. Uh, this this happened a couple of years ago. Microsoft. One of the cool things about the Xbox One, and by the way, the Xbox One has not been a great console. I, I haven't. Yeah. I didn't find it. Now, also to be fair, when the Xbox One was coming out, it was also transitioning over to PC. So so that that thing. But I've never been a big fan of the Xbox One. It's a chunky. It's the VCR. It was not a great console. The PlayStation Four kicked its ass in terms of look and performance and a bunch of other things. But one of the cool things that they've done is their backwards compatibility where you just and I've got you can't see it in my shop, but back behind me here next to the closet, I've got a, a shelf of all of my games and I can pop in a vast majority of my Xbox 360 games and play them. And a couple of years yeah. ago, they brought the, the old Call of Duty servers back online on Xbox, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, all of that stuff. But it was. It was broken. The matchmaking didn't work. You'd sit and search for games forever. It was a huge issue. But the, a couple of days ago, they did something. I don't know what. And fixed the matchmaking. And I was playing... I've been playing the last couple of days, Black Ops 1. If you've been playing, send me a message on Discord. Um, I th This afternoon, I looked, Brian. There was 187,000 people online on the Black Ops 1 servers 
on the Xbox, which just goes to show you how, how many people are wanting to play. And I'm back in time. I'm yelling obscenities in the lobbies. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I am back in middle school again, and it's, it's, it's a little bit of a nostalgia trip. Um, but it's it's cool to see that Microsoft is making these games available and whoever's updating and maintaining these servers, which is a mix of not just Activision, but it's Infinity Ward and, and, and these other companies that, that own these games and developed them. Um, and that's just been really cool to see. But the big news this week, uh, over the last couple of days, and I... Uh, Polygon's a pretty good site. They have some pretty good stories, and I thought their headline summed it up pretty perfectly. Sony admits defeat and signs a yep. Microsoft deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. So all of the claims of Sony that they're going to strip away our rights, well, rights, but strip away our, our access, and they're going to rip Call of Duty away, which, as we've noted, would be the stupidest business decision that any company probably could have ever made. Um. They've given up the ghost. They've admitted defeat on it, and they signed the uh, the ten year deal. Um, and what yeah. that means is that for at least the next decade, going to twenty thirty three, um, every Call of Duty that comes out, which there's one every single year, will be available on PlayStation. Um, you know, Phil yeah. Spencer said, you know, "We look forward to future where players globally have more choices." Uh, Brad Smith said from, you know, quote, from day one of this acquisition, we've been committed to addressing the concerns of regulators, platforms, game developers and consumers. Even after we cross the finish line for this deal's approval, we remain focused on ensuring that Call of Duty remains available on on more platforms and for more customers uh, than ever before. And they're right. There's no reason for them to do this. And it's just absolutely phenomenal. Um that that they're going forward and doing this. This this is this is this is great. And they've they've been over backwards in every way. And that's that's something we've commented through the whole process. That there's all these things that they've been doing that they don't have to do or they didn't have to do. This is one of them. I mean, if you look at how Sony acted, in hindsight, it seems incredibly childish. I think the yes. whole time through this process, if Sony would have come to the table, Microsoft would have signed this deal with them. And and the whole time they're saying they're going to take, they just wanted to have, you know, to where they could say they're going to take away Call of Duty. They're going to take away, well, then why don't you sign something that, that guarantees it's not going to be taken away? Uh, and and I think every single thing that's really, that anything that's that's reasonable that's been asked of them, they have given in this deal. And even some things that I'm sure that aren't reasonable, but they I think they showed when, especially when the FTC and the CMA started crying about kind of random things. They said, all right, you're worried about having access to Call of Duty? We'll give it to everybody. And you remember that week where, I mean, the small streamers were getting Call of Duty. Nintendo got Call of Duty. I mean, everybody yeah. was getting Call of Duty. And so, uh, you know, that's guaranteeing that. And, and if Sony didn't sign it, they would probably be the only platform that didn't have Call of Duty in the end. I'm sure the Switch is getting Call of Duty. The, you know, it's just, it's kind of silly to see in hindsight, but these are all things that, Having many weeks ago, we weren't sure this deal was going to go through. The FTC deal was really causing concern. <laughs> I mean, they were throwing every wrench they could into the process. The CMA said no. Uh, but, you know, thank, thank goodness for this is what the court's all about. Yep. For, for when you get unreasonable people trying to prevent something, and even though the, the person that's, that's being litig litigated against is doing everything in their power to meet every obligation. And court systems came through and said, hey, you have not given me a single reasonable reason, you know, a, a, a re something reasonable 
to say, let's prevent this from going forward. And it just seems like everything's just kind of fallen off to the side. Uh, and I think here, the CMA, you know, since we're, we brought that up, they are post postponing their final decision on Microsoft until August 29th. Oh, so, <laughs> I mean, wow, look at that. What a I, surprise. I don't know. I don't know if this is giving a, a kind of a window that maybe Microsoft and Activision Blizzard need to aim for in these negoti negotiations to say, hey, let's at least wait till after this date passes. But that's the new CMA final decision uh, deadline is August 29th. Uh, so maybe, but they are said they say they are committed to completing it before that. So there's uh, that no be way the latest date. There's no way they're going to wait. I mean, if I'm Microsoft and Activision, yeah. I'm ramming this thing through and the CMA can kiss my ass. I mean, that's the approach. That's the approach I would take with it. And I think that's what they're going to take. Well, and I think it's crazy that the, that the CMA is claiming that they had insufficient time to fully consider Microsoft's submission on the proposed order. It's been a year and a half. Um, I it's know. Been like 16 they, months or 18 months. And and they 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 hinged all of their decision on one thing that they barely spend any time actually researching. What was it? Four weeks that they spent. Um, I think from what I remember, we, this is an article we read a while ago, but uh, I think it was four weeks that they spent of their total amount of time that they had on cloud gaming. Yeah. So they took one month to, and that was the only thing that supposedly was holding back. If that was the big deal, the remainder of the time would have been continuing to try to negotiate and figure out anything about cloud gaming. Instead, they just said no. They still had time to ask Microsoft for something regarding cloud gaming, but I don't remember seeing any requests, any demands that had anything to do with cloud gaming. It was just, no, we think it's going to be an unfair company when it comes to cloud gaming. It's going to be uh, not be competitive. And so I think that they came to the table with not a reasonable, there was, there was no negotiation. It was just a, we don't, we don't like it, so you're not going to do it type of an attitude, thinking that they had enough power to stop the whole thing is how I felt. So yeah. I don't think that there's much that's going to change because I think that they're now having to save their reputation more than anything. And I think that's what this is going to be to seem like, oh, well, we've reconsidered. They've met our demands and, and you know, come to the table and things are fixed and it'll go forward so that they look like they have actually deserve a job. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been pretty pathetic to watch all of these attempts. And it's and and to go yeah. back to it, it's a little bit disheartening, especially you know, and the craziest thing about about it all, Brian, is that these things probably happen all the time, but we're just yeah. you know, we, we're not in those industries. We don't cover that stuff as closely, so we don't know about it. We don't hear about it because, you know, we you and I have been tracking this since day one. I've been following yeah. this since the day of the announcement. It's been pretty disappointing to see the uh, to see how this has all gone down. But just imagine how many other industries where it might not even be the FTC, but it could be, you know, the, the, some other government, oh, well, the trade commission is a big one, but just government getting in the way of things and yep. going after, um, going after private business and, and, and yep. entity without being able to make a salient argument. And that's really what this comes down to. I mean, if you want to just cut all the BS out of it and, and bring it down to what it is, nobody, the federal trade commission, Sony, the CMA, any of these groups that were against this merger or are against this merger right now, none of them, not a one of them have brought up an, a salient or, or, or rational or reasonable argument as to why this shouldn't happen. It's all based off of yep. crazy 
pie-in-the-sky speculation that, well, this yep. could happen. Well, yeah, that's great. Yep. I mean, a meteor could come down tomorrow and wipe the whole world away. And then what? Who cares? Like, I mean, it's just, it's been nothing but weird speculation and fear-mongering. And I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in the judicial system because we've seen how it's screwed a lot of people. But in this case, it's been encouraging to see that judges, including Elaine Kagan, who is terrible, uh, have, have sided with private business and said back off yep. so i mean i'm encouraged by that if nothing else well and i think that some of the things that came up during this whole process uh, first of all remember remember all of these systemic issues with harassment that all of these companies that these unions tried to throw at activision blizzard to really sure. make them look like bad guys this is now bobby kodak uh, he said that that never happened they, or that they never had an issue with that company, uh, you know, and now I think they can actually say it. Um, he says he's not anti-union, but he says systemic issues and harassment have not been a thing that have happened at Activision Blizzard. These are all things that were brought up, you know, because they claimed uh, the lawsuit, the state of California brought up in 2021, claiming that it had a frat boy culture, uh, you know, and, and just that it was things that we, we were reading and you never know what's true and not true. You don't want to make assumptions that everything is a lie. But when it came down to it, I didn't see any substantial claims that came through to prove that there was any widespread harassment of this company or systemic harassment. And so I think that you know these were all things that were brought up trying to cause issues with the company, make them look non-palatable to prevent purchases, uh, make the company, because it all really seemed to pop up as soon as this merger was announced. I mean, it really got bad at that point. So uh, it's not in the show notes, but it's kind of tangentially related. Um, Anti-union. Have you been following what's been going on with SAG and the and these various uh, acting uh, organizations? Have you seen what's I been mean, going I've on with that? I mean, I've seen that it's happened. Uh, I saw the Chosen's ones are, are not having to be a part of the... This is why really this it. is why I'm anti-union because exactly what's going on right now with the Screen Actors Guild and the and everybody else who are now attempting to hold, which by the way I'm okay with because these people, you know, I, I mentioned this on my show earlier this week, maybe I think it was Monday or Tuesday or no last Monday or whenever it was. Um, these these groups that are on strike now and refusing to work. I mean, these are the same people that hate you and I. They hate everything that we stand for. They hate the country. So I'm all for it if they don't have any work. I mean, there is very few groups of people I care less about than actors in Hollywood. I mean, there's just they're they're at the bottom of the list of groups that I care about at all, or care what their opinions are, or care what they think about an issue. Um, and it's you know what is happening in that industry is exactly what would happen if you saw more widespread unionization in the video game industry you would have these yep. massive um these massive shutoffs i mean what you're seeing right now yep. has not happened since the 1960s and what is their big gripe from the 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 screen actors guild it's over the evolution of streaming they are used to getting paid royalties on physical copies of things being sold, DVDs, VHSs, yep. and pay-per-views and all that other stuff. That doesn't exist anymore. Now, and let me be clear, I am not a big, I'm not backing Disney and Warner Brothers and all these other groups. I'm, I, I don't like them either. But as much as these groups are pissed off about how they're not, they don't feel like they're being compensated fairly, these other, these 
industry leaders like Disney and Netflix and all these companies, they're also in the same boat trying to figure out this new model of distribution and how they handle paying long term. So it's very much a given pull and you're just seeing this my issue with unions, at least in in the modern sense, is that they're just being weaponized. They're not actively fighting for, I don't believe, actively fighting for the rights of their workers or for a better industry. They're just taking their status as unions and they're weaponizing it against the every single industry. That's what yeah, they're their attempting tools to, to attack do. big corporation is what it really comes down to. And, and sometimes kind of they need that socialist type. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes big thing, corporation does need to be attacked, Brian. Big corporation sucks. But when everything well, is, whoa, now we got a strike and now we got to close down yeah. and now we're not even going to negotiate. It's like, well, then you're just bad faith actors. You're not even serious about this. Well, take a look at, I mean, have you looked at Angel Studios? They're, they're the ones who came out with this new uh, film about child trafficking. Yes. They, <clears throat> they made the chosen. They, they've been, yeah, they've been making a lot of, of films recently and it's a crowd crowdfunded organization as far as a studio that will take donations. People, if they like the, the concept of a film, they can donate to it. Uh, we have a friend who has been a part of, of doing it early on when it was not very well known. Hmm. And I think that it's a very good way to kind of bypass because these companies get so much power. And I mean, you look at what's happened with Disney and, uh, and they're getting blown out of the water by a small studio just because this studio isn't putting in all the woke things and they're not and they're doing things that are actually relevant and and addressing an audience that's been underserved for quite some time because even when something is released for let's say a christian audience uh they throw so much trash in it nowadays that it's not really palatable to the average person who's watching it because they you know they want to have a nice healthy film to watch with their kids uh, and this studio is putting out those sort. Not that you'd want to go to Sounds of Freedom with your kids. Cause I, you know, I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to, but I don't know that that'd be one you want to watch with your kids. But most of the things that are, are family shows that you could watch with your kids. And people donate to the studio so people can get free tickets to the movies. So any yes. of those films that they put out, if you want to go watch it and you don't have the money to, to go watch it, you go on there and somebody has donated money so that you get a free ticket yep. and you can go watch one of their films. You give me your I mean, email. It's a crazy cons. Yeah, crazy cons. Give you a free ticket. It's so it's it's cool to see. I I just am very concerned. I'm very concerned with what we are seeing in the in the gaming industry. We're seeing yeah. the Hollywood stuff bleed over into video gaming, and I I think I can accurately say, and I'm not a Hollywood buff. I'm not a movie buff. But uh, I think I think I can accurately say that what we've seen in the last couple of years from these groups have not made Hollywood have not made the entertainment industry or anything better. They've made it substantially yep. worse. And um, it's 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 amazing that these you know, the, for the screenwriters have been on strike now for like two months, which means like no none of the late night TV shows like Jimmy Kimmel, all those yep. shows have been on. And I haven't even heard about it. Like it's not even a yep. story that they're it's not, not even on. mattered. It, it doesn't <laughs> even matter, and and that's kind of the point. Now you know if you're a big you know if you're a if you're a content uh, hoarder and you're just constantly binge watching things, yeah, you're probably going to see it. You'll 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 eventually see it and and probably feel it. Um, but I, I, the outrage I think that they were hoping for that people would be yeah. hammering these companies we need our to. Camel. 
to give them a better <laughs> yeah, right. deal. It's just not happening. Nobody cares. I mean, yep. we just I, I just don't care. And I don't think the vast majority of Americans care uh, because you know, not only talking about films and movies, not only do they not like all the garbage that's being pushed, it's so unaffordable to go see things. I mean, yeah. movie tickets are outrageous. The concessions are outrageous. Nobody can. Aff- nobody wants to go and see this stuff. I mean, if you bring a family, of, well, Brian, you bring a family of nine hundred to the to a movie theater. I mean, you guys would drop three hundred dollars to go see a movie. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's yeah, not you an exaggeration. Yeah, popcorn, you, you got to take out a second mortgage on your house. It's not a joke. Go get all the extras. The last movie I saw was Cocaine Bear, <laughs> and uh, well, you know, like a great film. <laughs> it was it was a great film, but even that, it was like you know, twelve dollars a ticket, a couple bucks for popcorn. Now I will admit we may have had a couple of brews beforehand and a couple of brews after, but you know, the whole experience. You had to numb was, yourself to the bill, so yeah, exactly. So I just, I, I, I don't have any sympathy for these for these groups, Brian. I don't care. I just, I really don't care. Well, what screen actors, are, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but. I just don't care what these people have to say. They they have made themselves the center of attention. They made they've made themselves you know political allies and and advocates. Have you seen the um, who's the guy from South Park? Um, Trey uh, Trey uh, yeah, yeah Trey whatever his name. Have you seen Team America World Police? Yes, I have. Okay, that whole concept in Team America World Police, which was a movie that came out like what ten or fifteen years ago. I mean, it's been out for a while. Yeah, at least. Um, so you know, that whole thing is how the actors like Alec Baldwin or whatever, oh, we're going to control your society. That's happened. I mean, that's what they've attempted yep. to do. And now they're begging for sympathy and people just don't care. And I'm glad that they don't because well, these people don't deserve I, and it. And I, I think there's legitimate things coming up that maybe they, these, they shouldn't be making themselves seem irrelevant because I think with AI, there is going to be a point where we're going to have to maybe have people that are real workers stand up and say, hey, we need to have a place in, in work too. Sure. You know, not that I think there's always going to be places, but that that's where I think the conversation is going to come up because we've already brought up that all the, the people that are doing the testing, those are ones that are going to have a majority of that work probably replaced by AI. But even artists, writers, all these things that are these people's jobs, uh, even actors, I mean, digitally, you're going to be able to make films that look realistic, that that don't have any real actors in them. Uh, and so I think that at, at some point that will become a problem when everything is done by computers uh, and these roles don't exist anymore. Now, does that mean we're going to transition to something different and there's going to be new, because that's how it's always happened in the past. There's always been the scare of, oh, this is going to take away jobs. You know, you, you take away the you uh, vehicles are going to make it to where, you know, there's no need for people that are shoeing horses. Well, you're right. <laughs> you're not going to need a lot of people shoeing horses anymore. Uh, but you know what? They're going to need people making tire uh, tires with rubber and, and making parts. I, I, I don't know that we're going to have, because that's, that's Joe Rogan. If you ever listen to him, he's kind of on this universal income thing once in a while because he oh, thinks God. the AI is going to take all our jobs and everybody's going to need some sort of money to, to keep them living. I'm, I'm not that extreme when I when I think about it, but I think there will be a point where, as a worker, you're going to want to kind of stand up to a company and say, hey, you know, there's there's risks to going all AI, especially in programs. Absolutely. It's not seamless. Um, even in art, you know, you can't just replace everybody. We're, we have uh, actually writers have been really seeing this lately because you can pump out a lot of content. But io9, their staff 
according to them, they're horrified at the site as the site's publishing error-filled AI-generated garbage. Um, one thing, one thing I, I want to mention last week. Remember, you I said I, I had said that that's Gizmodo. Yeah, that's the head company for for a lot of these ones that we we uh, get content from. Um, remember last week, I had said that you know it was a a Trump appointee. Well, I was testing the feature in Bard saying, give me a summary of this page because we were pulling up you know, random articles on the fly. I said, give mm -hmm. me a summary of this page. And it gave me that information. That's the problem with AI. It is, it, it's like an uninformed high schooler writing a paper. All right. Uh, sometimes. That's, that's a little too close <laughs> to heart. So but I, it, <laughs> you need to change your, change your statement. <laughs> but, you, but you see what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's very true. And, and, if they're going to be having it to where our news and the things that we consume are generated by AI, who's going to be overseeing to make sure that it's accurate? Because they're seeing here that there's publications coming out and these things are not, they are not giving you relevant or true information. You know, if that, that wasn't a Trump appointee, but you know what they, in the article they put, here's some interesting things you should note about the, this article. Trump appointee, and they did that from almost all of them because for the ones where they were knocking, uh, you know, trying to knock Trump. Yeah. Uh, but th this is something that these major companies are seeing. Oh well, this is a lot cheaper. They're already failing in the first place. This is kind of a, a, a industry that it, that's going to the wayside now. Uh, there are a lot of the writers are having to be fired. They're not really making very much money. They're having to pump out tons of articles with minimal amount of time to do any research to have any knowledge base about what they're writing about. So. That's kind of the bad part about it. So is it really going to be that much different? But they, there needs to be, I don't think AI has gotten as advanced enough to replace your whole writing staff with it yet because it's too inaccurate. It's inaccurate in coding. It's inaccurate in writing. It's inaccurate in art. When it comes to fingers, it can't do a handwrite. And you're telling me it, it can replace artists? They got six or seven fingers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, we're we're very far from where that is going to be the case. Um, will it get there? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, it's just it's it's uh, all of this stuff is so so speculative, um, and you know, for these these companies, it's not surprising that um, a company like Gizmodo. I'm trying to remember who owns Gizmodo. It's one of these weird companies uh, that owns all these sites. They own dead. They owned Deadspin and everything else. Um, so Geo Media. Geo Media. Um, that's they works, have yeah. Gizmoda, Kotaku, Quartz, Jezebel, and Deadspin. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to they're going to be doing what they call a modest test of AI content on its sites. So they're going to start putting out things with AI. Um, and the, so far, according to the to this this article, the trials have already been uh, led to a flood of error laden, plagiarized, and poorly written content due to badly implemented, and some would argue inherently unsuited AI models. That will have a strong tendency to make up facts. Well, they're already right on course for their previous content. Oh, for, I mean, what for Je for Jez for Jezebel? That's <laughs> all that they do is make things up, and it's the same thing with I, I mean, hack organizations. It, 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 and but the problem is, if it's using their previous content to generate content, they're constantly putting out fake information. Anyways, yeah. if it's using itself as its source, how do you expect it to put out anything different? Yeah, here's uh, here's here's the front page of Jezebel and you can see uh, exactly where this yeah. where these groups fall. Barbie uh, pulls off a clever cross dress a clever dressing down of the patriarchy. Yeah, wow. Jesse That's... Waters mom bit isn't cute. I mean they're this, the, not yeah, cutting 
oh, articles no. that I, are really hitting some sort of topic. I, I hope this doesn't get replaced with AI. I mean, I'd just have to kill myself, Brian. There'd be nothing left if I can't read this kind of filth. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's pathetic. Um, so, all right. Well, I mean, hey, that you know, that's the thing is this stuff's all fluid. Um, you know, in have you watched episode one of the new season of Black Mirror? I have not. Is it has it just released a new one? I haven't even yes. seen it yet. Episode one okay. is called Jane Sucks, and you need to watch it. Okay. And you will be right. and that was a recommendation from our friend UGX Vibe. Um okay. of, of watching that episode. And it is it is AI generated content. You will it's pretty trippy. <laughs> um wow. but uh take 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 a watch at that and and everybody else watch that first episode of Black Mirror of season six or whatever okay. season they're on okay. now. Um and it and I think it it it, it articulates the issue going forward which is a serious issue the question is how is it handled and i don't think picketing and calling for bob Iger's head at disney is the solution to the problem i could be wrong i'm not in the yeah. industry it just doesn't see i don't think that's going to be the fruitful um the fruitful thing on that so well i think um, it's going to come down to people expecting more because the problem is they've accepted what uh, jezebel puts out They've accepted what uh, Gizmodo puts out. They've accepted all these companies putting out trash for years now. And that's become the standard. And the company's figuring, well, it's not going to be that different from what we already currently write. If people wanted to have, because I, I remember in the early 80s, mid 80s, late 80s, uh, was kind of when I think the news media started to die a little bit. And in, in, in maybe it was the, the war that happened in the 90s that really kind of killed it. But I just remember there used to be journalism where they would go and seek out facts and uh, they wouldn't come out with, they wouldn't be constantly every day trying to have some outrageous story that's going to get you upset. But you know what? They would, they would put in the time, the money and the work to go chase down a story and then they would bring it to the public and the public would actually get outraged because they believed it. Yeah. Nowadays, we have things there where they're on each side of the aisle, depending on the news source, they're coming out with the exact opposite set of information, trying to get you enraged every single day, trying to get you worked up every single day. I mean, if you just watch, I don't know how CNN is now. They Terrible. They hold a lot of people. But, you know, they were constantly trying to get people enraged about Trump, constantly trying to get people enraged about this and that. Uh, the left does it, and the right does it as well. Uh, Fox News kind of went down that path. Uh, but I think that that's something to where these organizations have totally lost all sense of, of honor, of respectability, of trust, to where it doesn't really matter what they put out anymore. People don't believe what they write. And I think if the news media was like it used to be, then people would be outraged because they say, I, I sign on to this because I want to have uh, a, po a point of certain points of view that, you know, that maybe will give me a new way to look at something or I want factual information. I want to have something that's, that isn't going to be found. Uh, you know, it took someone... Uh, researching and finding this out because when you're when you're feeding it with ai what new information are you really going to find there's nobody calling somebody to get a quote there's nobody uh dig it's only using previously collected and known information to generate content and so you're never going to get a breaking story yeah does that make sense I just, it's just that there's they're setting themselves up for failure by going totally to ai especially in news well and here's the great thing like any other hot trend brian everybody jumps on it everybody wants yeah. to you know they're gonna oh this is gonna change this it will find its it will find its place a great example of yeah. that recently 
was uh, Threads, which we talked about last week. Mark Zuckerberg's social yep. network. Unrelated, they had they boasted 46 million active users. That number is now down to mm. 19 million. It's been seven days mm. since the app has been yep. out. I mean, it's been literally a week since the app has been yep. out. And it's, you know, everything, it's the hot new thing. Companies will attempt to implement things like they, like they always have done in the past. Some things will yep. work. Other things will not. It's all part of the, I mean, Brian, you could, you probably witnessed this and lived through, oh, I know you lived through it, but you probably witnessed this firsthand with the internet and how many of these oh, yeah. newspapers and news websites and local news stations were probably hesitant of publishing to figure information out how to, online. Why would we yeah. publish it online? Our, our local newspaper was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Why would we I do remember, that? Um, we had our Idaho, the statesman? Idaho statesman. The statesman. Yeah, they came the out. Australia statesman. <laughs> they they came out and and gave a talk at uh, an organization I'm a member of, and they were talking about this. I remember early on they were talking about it. Of well, they put up these paywalls. Well, we we can't just give away information for free. Uh, well, if you can, if you're going to put ads on everything, you can. If you're not having to draw paint, print everything onto a piece of paper, sure. and you're going to have to drive it out to everybody's house every single day. Uh, you know, if you wanted people wanted people to make use your content and read it, have a certain amount that's behind a paywall and a certain amount, that, or have a portion of the article that gives you some of the information, but not quite all. And then that, that's what these companies have done lately. But that was something that they couldn't figure out. They just wanted to put everything behind a paywall. You can't touch and even see a single thing unless you pay us and have a subscription to our paper um, that you actually deliver to your house. Then you can read our articles online. Yeah, they were freaking out, and I think that now. You, if you look at any local news station, like the uh, the television news stations, they're so ridden with with st with uh, analytics things and and ads coming up, it's almost unable to load on a mobile phone until they you know they they've kind of cut oh. it down on mobiles now. But yep. initially, when they started doing that, you couldn't even load one of their pages on a mobile phone. Try loading oh. the desktop site for one of those on a mobile device; it will lag out your phone because they have so much stuff they're trying to make m money off of all the little things to where they made their sites unusable. It's like, I feel like these companies really just don't quite get it usually. Uh, how about you just deliver, you already are broadcasting, you control the news station, you have ads there. Uh, you know, I think if they could find that balance, people would be more likely to go to those sites and look up news, but they're going to use a news reader or they're going to use Twitter or they're going to use something else because they can't, they don't want to deal with all the things flying by on their screen. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's the latest on uh, Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft, and some uh, things going on over in uh, a little bit of stuff going on in AI. What else? Uh, what else going on this week, Brian? Well, let's go ahead. I want to. Here's a feel-good story. Uh, so the FBI, you know, they're not always in our best <laughs> feels lately <laughs> with some of the things they're doing. But uh, they used a Nintendo Switch console to help locate an abducted 15-year-old girl. So she'd been wow. missing for 11 days. Here, this is in August of 2022. Uh, this is where she was kidnapped, sexually exploited. Uh, she was found and rescued after she had logged online with her Nintendo Switch. Damn. So this is uh, a Virginia girl. Uh, she was a homebody. And she met this 28-year-old Ethan Roberts online while chatting on this platform called Omegle. Ah, jeez. Omegle? you know about Omegle? Yeah, Omegle's... Yeah, you, you've what seen, is Omegle? Oh, you've seen... You had to have seen... Well, you probably don't use... so. You know, probably don't use Instagram. Omegle's the website where you would just go on it, you'd turn your webcam on, and it would just... It, 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 like, chat roulette. It would just randomly load you oh. into a room with another person. Okay, that, so I've seen... Omegle. I've seen yes. videos of people doing that. Okay. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, so... You're... 
she's 14 years old chatting. Uh, they talked for a couple days and then they went to discord and Snapchat, you know, really uh -oh. upping it. Um, he started sending nudes to the girl and well, then getting her to do the same thing and it ended up to where he kidnapped her, brought her back to Arizona. Um, and then started pretty much getting her to do nudes on Snapchat and Omegle. So uh, this is something where they, this is very common. I mean, people like to claim that this stuff doesn't happen. That's what that movie, you know, for instance, that movie is all about. This is happening very often now to where people are either getting uh, extorted, especially kids. You know, they get them to send an image, the kid's embarrassed, and then they'll, pre they'll say, hey, I'll release this to your family. I'll post it your friends if you don't come and meet me and then the kid gets kidnapped and uh brought into a life well, that they're not expecting you're talking to a child so, yeah i mean they don't have rational yep. re they're not rational and reasonable they're, they're they're children that's why that's why these people are so such scum of the earth and dregs on society i mean it's it's filthy yep. and there's just so many that are taking advantage of these type of things uh or you're just taking advantage of the fact that a child doesn't think through what they do so they, yeah. they, they don't have good reasoning skills this is this is curious from a technical standpoint. So nobody was they weren't able to track her down. She booted up her Nintendo Switch and watched YouTube videos and downloaded a game. A friend saw that she was online on on the Nintendo Switch and informed authorities. Nintendo was able to track the um was able to get the IP address from Nintendo, get close to her location, and go in and arrest these people. And you know, this is an this yep. this is a great example. And unfortunately, it's weaponized too often. But this is a great example of yep. corporations like Nintendo or cell phone providers like AT and T and Verizon being able to work with the government to be able to track down bad people and 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 you know dregs on society like this Roberts guy was. Unfortunately, yep. they go too overboard with it all the time, and then they use it to go after people like Carter Page and other folks that actually aren't doing anything wrong, and then everybody cries a foul. That's the issue. Is Here's an example well, and, of it working. Here's an example of where, yeah. you know, freaking out about privacy. Yes, that's a concern. Here's an example where a corporation was able to work with the federal government to save a, potentially have saved a 14-year-old's life. I mean, that that's, that's very yes. important. Well, and, and that's the problem is, is those laws are put into place for these type of situations. Yes. But then you have the situation where, for instance, with January 6th, where they uh, the FBI went to one of the major phone companies or I think, yeah, it was credit one of the card major companies. phone companies or sorry, credit card companies and said, we want all records for any, any of the people that were in Washington, D.C. on January 5th and 6th, their purchases. And if they have ever purchased a firearm using your service ever you highly illegal one of the one of the politicians brought up the fact that hey that's when the families of politicians were coming in for their swearing ins so you're now gathering unlimited information on all the all the politicians families uh -huh. and bringing them into this wide net that you've cast that's not what this law was put into place for the law was put into place to be able to catch criminals in the act like this that are exploiting children and uh, you know breaking the law in certain ways uh, the problem is, ever since 9-11, this has been the standard. It used to it used to not be like this, but it was the Republican that really brought this to start, George Bush Jr., who turned around and, and, and just let everybody, you know, for the sake of the safety of the country, and everybody was on board because such a big disaster happened, uh, you know, and so we're willing to give up a few things first, the safety of America, and look at where we're at now. It's been unfettered, it's been unhindered, and we're at a place where... The FBI, these these uh, organs, CIA, 
they do whatever they want because they realize who's going to stop them is the problem. When you're when you're the top of the uh, the investigations chain, who's going to stop you? And I think that that's kind of the place that we're kind of waiting to see. Well, who who does stop them? Is there anything in place to prevent any of these things from happening? No. Uh, so it, which... and the problem is it's going to eventually hurt this to where if they're then limited on a lot of things they can do, it's going to make it more difficult for when they want to do something legitimate. But it's the boy who cried wolf. We always say that story to our kids. It's it's the boy who cried wolf, and the FBI is crying wolf. Well, what about when there is the wolf? That's the wolf. And you're going to make it to where you can't get the wolf if you keep on chasing things just for political reasons. Absolutely. That's yeah, concern. you lose the trust, you lose the faith. And I mean, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but you go all the way back yeah. to uh, the origins origins of the FBI and J. Edgar Hoover and why it was started in the first oh, yeah. place. And it was not for a good reason. It was to do exactly what yep. you just described. And it seems like yep. they're back to that now. Um, let's talk about GTA for a minute here, Brian. Yes. So back about a year ago, some uh, GTA 6 leaks made their way online yeah. and um, Had a lot of animation or like the them working on animations and character yeah. movements and some cut scenes things like that. And they were able to arrest an 18-year-old who um was the one that was responsible for this or is alleged to be responsible for it. However, uh according to a, a story here from Reuters this guy is so either he is so mentally ill or is such a good actor that he was declared unfit to stand trial for psychiatric yep. reasons, um, which is ins- I mean, you have to be really, really crazy when you when that, that when that yep. gets declared, um, you know, because this guy and by the way, this guy, this 18 year old is not alone in this. He's also accused of carrying out uh, yep. blackmailing large corporations, including Rockstar, Take Two, Nvidia, Uber. Uh, revolt microsoft and others so i mean this guy i I don't know how he can be claimed to be mentally unstable when he's out here holding companies for hostage he's Uh, obviously able to do certain things very well (laughs) uh, clearly yes Um, i'd love to see an interview of this guy and see how crazy he really is uh because i'd be interested to see what he was putting off to be able to get them to say this when he was able to do all these advanced computer things i mean you can be highly autistic but it doesn't mean you're unfit to stand trial. I mean, what is it that he, uh, how, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, be? it's not that, that that's like, I mean, realistic, the people that have, have these advanced abilities to do a lot of these things, it comes down to autism sometimes. So I would assume that he has autism. That doesn't mean that you are incapable of knowing what you're doing. I mean, come on. It's just crazy. That, think. I'd, I'd love to see an interview. I mean, I will probably never see it, but it would be interesting to see, you know, how this person acts. Yeah. Usually, there's a lot of people who have acted pretty crazy and not been able to get this this leniency. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, still no update on when GTA Six is coming out or some of the other things uh, associated with that. Um, let's see, what else do we have here in? Well, here, let's talk. I wanted to mention really quick that, that so GTA there was a, a Cluck and Bell and Burger Shot restaurant that were uh, that were opened and uh, Take Two had them shut down. <laughs> it was uh it's, 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 it's a costly restaurant yes they would pop up during uh san diego comic-con and it, they wore all the outfits and looked like all the things from the grand theft auto and so they uh they were shut down because yeah they don't have copyright uh rights to this so, let's um, guess, uh, take two didn't want to play along 
No, Take Two is definitely not a company you want to screw around with. Let's uh, let's mention one. Uh, let's talk about our one final topic here, and it goes it goes back not to, to Microsoft, but to specifically to Xbox. It was announced this uh, just actually two or three days ago that Xbox Live Gold is going away, which might not maybe you're maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal, but Xbox Live Gold has existed for like. 25 years it's existed since the original one 2004 or something like that i mean it's been out for a really really long time um or 20 years whatever it is it's it's existed since the original xbox and and it it makes sense when you when you first saw that when i first saw the headline i i was like oh my god like this is terrible but the original purpose of xbox live was xbox live gold was to be able to access the online services which was multiplayer games and apps and things like that that used the online connectivity it was the it was a subscription nine bucks a month or sixty dollars a year whatever it was to uh to be part of that but now that they've got game pass and some of these services that they have available at similar prices it does kind of make sense to sunset simply charging people to just pay pay to play games online which i have had xbox live gold since I had my Xbox 360, I don't even know what year that was, 2008 or 9. I've had Xbox Live Gold yeah. that entire time. Um, but they announced that they are going to be replacing that subscription in August, or excuse me, in September. And what they're going to be doing is changing Xbox Live Gold and calling it Xbox Game Pass Core. That is going to be the name of the service. And this is a pretty smart move on their behalf. So Game Pass Core will include all of the traditional support of of Xbox Live Gold, so multiplayer games, deals, discounts, all of that stuff, but will have a small category of predominantly Microsoft games that you can play on the Game Pass. And it's going to start with 25 games, and there's there's some big things on here, Brian. You've got the Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, Forza, Gears of War, Halo 5, uh, Psychonauts, State of Decay, Elder Scrolls Online. These are some serious, serious titles that are on this new Xbox Game Pass Core subscription service, and it's essentially the same price. Gold was $9.99 a month, or they charge $60 a year for it. And this new um, subscription service is going to cost the same price, and you'll get a, a limited collection, and I'm sure it will rotate through of predominantly Microsoft games. Smart move on their behalf, it seems. Yeah, and there's a there's a video. I don't know if you want to do that. It's, it's mainly someone talking about what the changes are going to be. It's like two minutes. Um, I can show this yeah, little chart. It's, it's going over. Yeah, here we go. So you got the core. So that's $9.99 a month. You got console, which is $10.99 a month. Uh, PC is $9.99 a month. And then Ultimate is $16.99 a month. And then they're going to be coming out with that family membership which they're still kind of working out they just ended i think the trial for it so i wouldn't be surprised if once uh once they are ready to release that to the united states they'll just add that to the next list ultimate family or something like that uh yeah i think it's smart bring everything under one umbrella so that that first of all i don't think a lot of people as you said understood what that was especially people that don't have a history with xbox and they know what the game pass is and I think if they, they can kind of make it to where, here, you get a basic set of features, um, you get some games that your kids can play for this this core feature, people get to play online, you're much like more likely to get people to subscribe to it and pick up a lot of these smaller uh, ones. Because 
you know, not everyone wants to pay $17 a month, but you'll get people that are willing to pay $10 a month. That's still not that expensive for all you're getting. But many people were paying $20 a month because you were paying for Xbox Live Gold and for console game pass at $11 a month. Those things were not. Well, that's what the ultimate was, what kind of did was exactly all those things together into one pass. I remember when I first signed up and got my Xbox, they were separate. And it was like right after I bought my Xbox, then the ultimate came out and I was able to convert my membership over to the ultimate and it put my gold and everything under one. Yeah. So this is, this is a smart move. And and for people like me that, you know, so I have game pass, but I don't have it all the time. I shout out again, Bing rewards when there's something I want to play, or there's a period of time when I'm going to play a game, I'll just, I'll subscribe for a month of game pass on either the PC or the Xbox and I'll play the game that I want, and if I want to renew it, I will. But I don't, I don't keep the subscription all the time. What I do keep all the time... I can bring into my friends and family here, Nick. Hey, friends and fam. Hey, you know, friends of the fr- family, friend, family, friend. Hey, all right. But um, so, yeah. but I always had Xbox Live Gold because I just... It, it was a monthly... It hit my credit card every year. It was 60 bucks. I just... I didn't play it all that often, but it was like... Had this since yeah. 2008. If you wanted if ever, to play, you, you, you could. If I wanted to go online and play Call of Duty, I could. I wanted to go online and play Halo, I could totally do that. So now, instead of me not having access to any of this stuff, I'll have 25 games, which looking at this list, I don't own a single one. I own Halo. Um, I don't own anything besides the Halo games on here. And I assume that this 25 games are going to cycle through. Don't, and, and, yeah. it, and it also notes, uh, I think I read this correctly, um, I don't, uh, maybe, maybe I'm reading something different. I don't know if there'll be game. I don't know if they'll have day one games on here, but I could totally see a situation where they have some new releases on this base plan. Maybe they don't cause they want to convince people to buy ultimate, but damn, this is yeah. a pretty good deal for, for again, the same price that you were paying just for online access, but now you get access to everything. Well, this is something where once the, for instance, once the merger is completed, uh, WoW subscription, you can bundle a WoW subscription, which is expensive by itself. You bundle that into the ultimate. You'll get all those, those people that are of the WoW subscription that'll quit canceling because WoW is something that sometimes you play sometimes. I mean, there are the hardcore players, but you can only play for certain, you know, for so long before, and then people take breaks. And that would be one where, well, you're still giving them a reason to keep their subscription up. You know, they, they can play WoW when they want to, and it doesn't feel like a waste of money because they have access to all these other things, regardless of whether they use it or not. And so I think that that'll be a, a perfect thing to start bringing those type of subscriptions into this and just make it an even better value, and you'll get a bunch of people to sign up that are on some other type of service that doesn't seem nearly as valuable because the WoW subscription is really expensive for what you're getting, and if you don't play all the time, it doesn't really seem worth it, but, it you know, people would be willing to uh, pay an ultimate subscription, I think, and and keep it active all the time. Because if they want to go play any game on their Xbox, they can. They can play any game on the PC. They can play any of the streaming content that they have. I mean, it's just it's enough of a, a, a set of features that I think people are willing to stick with it and not cancel immediately, you know, every six months to every few years. So Sounds I, like... I, I'm waiting for that. It sounds like that's going to be something that is going to be... Hmm, how do I put this? Beneficial to the consumer. What a novel concept. Yes. What a novel <laughs> concept. All right, Brian, uh, yep. what else we got before we get out of here? Um, let's see. One other thing is uh, handheld console. I just want to mention this really quick. There is uh, a lot going into place in the EU 
that handheld consoles are going to be required to have replaceable batteries by 2027. Boo. So... I mean, this is something that they're looking at. Well, you need to be able to change out the batteries. And I mean, that that that's, can be good as long as they, the batteries are getting better and better. And I think they're going to get to a point where you can, you can pop a battery in and it's going to be just as efficient as what these built-in ones are right now because they're really squeezing everything they can. The second you have to make it interchangeable, you then have to have plastic casing and things that surround it and it takes away some of the space of what's inside of that mobile device it's going to make the devices bulkier and it is going to increase and more cost. expensive that's just yep. how it works yeah yes. not a not a fan of that all they're trying to do the same thing with cell phones most of the now yep. yeah the, most of these things are you can go to iFixit and get a battery okay any phone and, and do that phones stuff. as well so yeah, phones and tablets will also be required to have them by 2027 the problem is the eu does this and these companies don't like making two different products for two different for every, you know one market versus everywhere else. So you'll have a lot that this will be what you have to get. Two different products, Brian. You're talking about retooling your entire facility. You're, you're talking about completely redesigning well, yeah. your phone. I mean, this is not like oh, add a little thing here or there. You're talking about completely mm -hmm. changing these devices. I we talked about this yep. on the the Sunday show. This I find this to be incredibly stupid. Do I? I I've yep. never been a fan of the whole. I don't know the whole thing with replacing batteries. You can go to iFixit and get battery replacement kits for all this stuff. Every town across yep. America has got iFix battery plus this place where you can go in and these guys will replace your batteries for 30 or $40. This is why I hate the EU because it's stupid crap like this that they try to do. It's going to make your devices bulkier and more expensive, and yep. I'm not a fan of either of those things. And this, I mean, this is kind of a standard thing over there. If you look at, they used to require you have a TV license to have a TV antenna on your house. Still have to, to have, still have to pay the BBC transmission tax over the TV tax. Yeah, you still I, have to I just pay think, it. you know, this is something that they're used to. I'd rather not be required to have an, a, a removable battery. And if I find a product that does it well, guess what? That's where the market will go naturally. If, if, if you say, if you maybe give a perk for a company doing it, um, you get people on board with doing it. I mean, look at Tesla. That's the perfect example of uh, them making cars, not just about regulations, but making something that people wanted to drive that worked well and had benefits over the non-electric vehicles. And so people bought them and people continue yeah. to buy them. No one was forced to buy a Tesla. Problem is here, this is the opposite of that. They want to force you to go buy the electric vehicle before the electric vehicle, electric vehicle is any good. And then nobody wants to drive any of them. Make a product and show that it can be really good with a removable battery. Show the benefits of it. Say, hey, you can have a charge battery do where on the go. You can swap out your battery, and then you never have down. You know, your your never your phone's never dead. Okay, yeah. there's a perk. Make exactly. one that does it and make people want to buy it. So that's I think that's the problem: is regulations versus uh, drawing people into uh, something that's good. All right, is yeah. it, you're good for us to roll on out of here. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you want to find me at Boise Computer on Twitter or at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Getter, or Truth Social, if you want to go check out my blog, biteoftech.com, or if you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, make sure you go on our upper right-hand side and join our server on Discord. We've got a news uh, show news channel. If you want to toss a link into there, we'll review it before the live show and put it in the show notes. Also, if you want to go play some ARC, we've got 11 ARC servers running in there. Uh, maybe, maybe your server is going to be shutting down here in a couple months. I'm going to jump onto our server and get, get an account created and uh, a character going. Uh, if you want to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube. 
After the fact, you can watch it on Rumble, or if you want to go to the lower right-hand side, you can listen on all the different platforms, devices, whatever's most convenient for you. We've got a lot in our podcast area. Click on the particular one you want, and you can listen. If you are listening, that means that the show notes are uploaded, and go to the audio and video player built into that page, or uh, just click on the links that are on there. We've got audio and video links that'll help you to... Uh, kind of follow along while we're doing the show. These are things that we reference or that we've played or shown during the show that'll help you if you're listening to be able to get a little more of that interactive experience. If you want to support the show, there's a menu option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Absolutely. Brian, thanks as always. Greatly appreciated. And uh, thanks to all the folks joining us live and uh, that listen via our podcast feed. All right, folks, uh, if you want a little bit more uh, politicalness, you can check out my uh, daily shenanigans. It's the Wilmington's Morning News podcast cover statewide news in North Carolina, plus a lot of uh, national political stuff as well. You can find that in uh, all your favorite podcast apps or at nickcraig.com. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Uh, and and maybe a little blue check mark. What can I say? Money man, Elon Musk. All right, folks, <laughs> that's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining us. If you missed any portion of the program, don't forget to check out our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.